When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the end of season extravaganza. Yes, here we are. <laughs> it's the end of the season. And here joining us to dis what? This what? How long left of the season? <laughs> Nearly two months. Ooh, I think I've got that wrong. Anyway, to discuss this sort of strange day. You haven't got to write about it. <laughs> exactly. You know, we have Mr. Rick Glanville, Mr. Historian, who can tell us Evelyn. probably. Has a season ever finished this early for us? And uh, Mr. Andy Saunders, who I'm sure will have a calm and collected view of what's gone on, properly because he's resigned to the fact that we've just been a little bit crap this last week. Mm. So anyway, let's open it up. Have we ever had such an early finish to a season? Of course we have. How old yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some didn't ever get started. That's different. <laughs> yeah, no, but... We've had, well, we've gone out of the League Cup and we've gone out of the third round of the FA Cup in early January. So this would, this would have been luxury. Long, long stay. But it is, I think it's our earliest exit from all competitions. If, you, if that is that you believe that we can't uh, finish in the top six or um, since 93, I think. It's an interesting question, though, because it flags up the... Um the uh, sense of entitlement that we've had since Roman Abramovich came in, you know, which is we do think, well, unless we're in the semi-finals of the Champions League and fighting for the uh, for the title and in the FA Cup final uh, with the League Cup already, you know, in the cabinet, it's been a crap season. But really, when you look at it, it's been a disappointing season on a lot of levels if you compare it with what we achieved last season. But, you know, in the situation that we're in at the moment, this transitional situation, it's certainly not the worst I've ever seen. I mean, it's certainly not. I mean, it's disappointing that we're out of the FA Cup and the Champions League in the same week. But, and, you know, we'll probably finish top eight. It's not great, but it's not as, I mean, it's not as bad as being relegated, which we have done in the past. Yeah. You know? God's sake, you could be a Villa fan. Exactly. Imagine all those years of just being mediocre and now they're actually crap. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I think you, you're both hitting the point. We've got to be pragmatic about this. Yeah, it's pretty awful when you consider our, our history over the last 10 to 15 years. But as you say, do you not remember back when? And as you're saying, Andy, as well, both of you are saying the same thing. Look, let's, let's you know, this is all the, the fair weather supporters who've only known 
glorious They times. don't remember losing to Middlesbrough in the old Division 1 playoffs and getting relegated <laughs> and the yeah. riot that followed. They don't losing remember any of that. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is, next season will be the first... It looks possible, certainly likely, really, that we won't have any European football. Well, that'll be the first time since 96, 97, and that wasn't a bad season, was it? Not really, no. You know, 96, 97 was our first trophy for 27 years. Absolutely. And uh, there was, you know, obviously these are different times. The other thing I was thinking about is if, if, for example, you know, there's lots of stuff linking us with Conti. I know we're going to be talking about him soon. But people are saying, look, without European football, how do you attract the best people? I think the world has changed a little bit. I don't think it's... I think the be-all and end-all, I agree. uh, The fact that... Sempaioli said that he would have been interested in coming. He he would have been aware of the European situation. Conti looks like he might come. His first season, I think, at Juve, they didn't have any European football at all. Do you and think he still I- managed to get? Through. He still managed to. You know, I, I think we'll still be able to attract players if we can identify the right ones. And I think one of the problems is that they, lots of our signings this season just haven't worked out no and actually it's quite an interesting thing that you say Conte had a fantastic first season at Juventus without European football perhaps because and we'll talk about this through the program you know perhaps we are at the beginning of a whole rebuilding transitional Mm, period well that's what's interesting about 96 97 people talk about the Chelsea revolution happening in 2003 no it happened in 95 96 was the period that that happened. So we're sort of almost rebooting, yeah. if, you think, if you can think of it like that. I agree. Well, I always think football's cyclical. I mean, it's cyclical, cyclical. You know, I mean, I think that you're always going to go through periods of peaks and troughs. My son, uh, we went up to the Everton game, my son was saying on the way back about this, about, and he's a, you know, he's a youngster, he's 24. You know, he's only really experienced the Abramovich era. Properly. He's way more intelligent than Much more intelligent football than, than me than and much more insightful than me. But yeah. he was talking about how, you know, fo- football ultimately is chaos. And that you know that they that you know teams do go through cycles, and that if you don't accept that it's chaos and cyclical, then you're an idiot. You know, and he's I think he's got a point, frankly. And there is you know I think the ninety six ninety seven analogy is very good. And then of course fast forward you know to the to the Abramovich era, we're in the next cycle, and you know we've had a period where key players, the spine of the team, Czech, Cole, Terry, Lampard, Drogba have all moved on for various reasons uh, and we need to rebuild. And on this point about European football, European football matters to players because it puts them in the shop window. It, it gives them a, a showcase for their talents and, and, and if they do well, obviously they increase their price. But if you go out and put 200 grand a week in front of a top, top yeah, player, exactly. they, don't they don't need care. To, yeah, they don't, they need don't to care. And, and from a managerial point of view, this idea of a project, it's a, it's a cliche, but being the manager that came in and rebuilt the club and, 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 yeah. and was given the funds to do that, I think think if you were a, a top manager that would be exciting yeah it appeals it, these are alpha males you know and it will appeal to the ego that you take an ailing uh patient and bring them back to full fitness and like house fighting fitness <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly like house <laughs> great identify the really weird disease and cure them because let's be honest our club has got a really weird disease at the moment that nobody can quite put their finger on well, because, I think it's, it's you know a, isn't it obvious that we've had you i mean you just said it really that we've had this uh epoch really of, of, of players that a dynasty i suppose you would say of these players who have lasted for a 10 years or more 
uh, and we can't the replace the team, them. and we haven't replaced them. No. Look, but, interestingly, I mean, we, I, we don't normally take questions, but but our friend Joe Tweeds, who's a, a respected uh, football writer, certainly on Chelsea, um, writes on planesofamiria dot com. You can follow him at Joe Almeria. Tweeds. Uh, Almeria, I'm sorry, um, is uh, sent in a couple it's of not questions. A musical, you know. one of the questions that he sent in <laughs> sort of fits in with this, which is: Have Chelsea been successful in spite of how the club is run, or because of it? Was this collapse inevitable? I mean, what do we think about that? I mean, I think there's an element to say that, you know, or an argument can be made that this changing of managers, this constant uh, lack of patience has, has caused us to be successful, you know, is, has created environments where we've gone on and won things. You can't argue with the, whatever it is, 15 major trophies in the Abramovich era, you know, during a period of chaos. I but mean, what, what, there is an argument for it. What management, I don't, I don't did... What level of management? Well, getting rid of Ranieri, bringing Mourinho in, Mourinho goes, chopping and changing through Ancelotti, through you know, through those other managers. You know, success still. Every club does that now. They don't know. What's the the only uh, example of longevity uh, allied with success uh, was Alex Ferguson? That's the only. But, but Arsenal a, don't do show it. Show me another one. Well, exactly. They're not successful because I'm they've, not saying that they've it, kept the manager that they should have sacked seven years ago. But we're saying the same thing. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm saying that, you know, that the, the idea that if you don't get success within the short term, you change it and you keep it moving forward, you, you keep, it, keep the momentum going. That's what you have to do. Yeah. And it, it is uh, short is term that, now. Is that Arsenal's problem, that they just haven't done that and, they've, and, and the loyalty thing has hurt them? Well, I think it is. I think, look, they're a really curious club. There's something really odd happening with this obsession with the spreadsheet rather than the, the, the trophy cabinet. I mean, would you have given Ancelotti more time? Would you have given uh, Mourinho more time? Would you have? How, would you, or would you have? Would, uh, do you agree with the club's policy of, of being brutal in those circumstances? Well, I think you know. Obviously, each one of those is a hostage to fortune. There are very few occasions where it hasn't actually worked out for us. That's my point. Yeah, really, yeah. this is the first time where actually we've still ended up with nothing in the <laughs> middle of a change. But you know, I, I think also this this reminds me of say the Australian cricket side when they had Hayden yeah. and Langer yeah. and all that lot yeah. that they kept on pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. So actually, what happens is you miss a generation of players, and that's yeah. kind of what we've done. Well, yeah. Man United are the same. Man yes. United, and I think what's, if you broaden it out. What's really interesting is the uh, uh, almost like the the lift failure of the top four teams. They've all plummeted. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's astonishing, really. Arsenal, if you look at- Arsenal is the most extraordinary because they haven't, other than two cups. And let's yeah. not forget, we were being told up until whatever it was Sunday lunchtime, oh, it could be one of the greatest achievements in football if they won three FA Cups on the trot. And you think. Mm, yeah, maybe it's quite impressive, but it doesn't really mean anything in the same way as Leicester winning the title would do. Um, it's, a, it's a novelty, really. It's a novelty. Isn't it? Yeah, it is, um, but also ex- let's not forget the old the old saying. You know that the the every single cup is essentially a lottery yes, down to the, the down quality to the of the draw and the day and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. The best team always wins always yeah. wins the league. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I really hope that best team is Leicester. Yeah, I do. I as really well. do. I think you we're know. all Foxes fans, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. But, any yeah. blue over any red. Exactly. exactly yeah. But, you know, Arsenal... And also, this is why our season's not over. We still have to torpedo Tottenham. The last <laughs> yes, spike 
the last horrendous thorn in this season could be that Tottenham beat us at home for the first time. So we've still got to play Tottenham, but we've also still got to play Leicester on the last game of the season. Yeah. Now, if it comes down to the last game of the season, and if we beat Leicester, Spurs win the title, that'd be horrific, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I always want us to win. Well, that's interesting. No, I, that's interesting. Oh, I like that. that. I like that logic. I like I it. just remember that day. Do you remember? I can't want us to lose. Sorry. Do you, do you remember that day we played Bolton? Yeah. Um, and we, they had to win the draw and stuff. And Jody Morris scored. And poor the whole jo- ground poor booed. Jody in that. Yeah, poor. Let them score, let them score, let them score. Yeah, exactly. It? But it was right. kind of hardly the same thing. No, I think no. in this situation, for Leicester to win and Spurs to lose, I'd be cheering Leicester. I don't think I'd be alone. I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. In that circumstance, I would. I would. I would. us to lose. Well, I can, and and, and I would. I would. It hold reminds me too much of those NF supporters who used to say that goals didn't count if black players scored. No, it doesn't. That's an appalling <laughs> thing to say. What an appalling thing to say. It's nothing Andy, like that. I've just Andy, painted you into, just Andy, I've just painted you into an intellectual corner. You, got, you just, find you, navigate your way out. I'm just going to say I will hold an extraordinary general meeting with myself on the last day of the season. <laughs> I will take a vote and ultimately I will vote for Leicester to Do you win. Know, it will be one if of it the, was in that situation. If it was a, if it was a case where we didn't, see, of course like, we want to win. You, you, your head, or rather you may have in your, you may construct some kind of belief that you actually want Leicester to win because then they'll win the league. And no, 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 not about them winning but the league. Stopping Spurs we, winning the league. Yes, but as soon as we score a goal, your heart will tell you what you really feel. No, because I'm intellectually... God, you're a cynical. I'm intellectually <laughs> He has no heart. And I can, I can <laughs> rise cold. above it. Oh, I've heard that before. I can rise above it intellectually and can, I can see the beauty of the, uh, of the scenario of stopping Spurs winning the title. That would okay. give me enormous pleasure. I'm, I'm, I re- No, can we just... Whatever this is, make a make a, 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 a loop of this so that we can always remind Andy of the time when you actually, Andy, wanted us to lose for a very for a no very, no, no, no no explanation. Well, That's what you. I, I listen. I'm be not, like a vine. I'm not going to run away from that. I'm proud of that. You know, I, to stop Spurs winning the title will give me enormous pleasure. <laughs> we should do last it. game of the season listen. where we're not going to win anything. Well, Andy, we can't achieve Andy, anything. We should stop Spurs winning the title by beating them at. Home. Agreed. But what if we don't? Then oh, it's just too ugly. To what about you? No, You're sitting me. there being very quiet. I am being very quiet because I have you no idea. You agree with me? Uh, well, I, in, a, in a lot of ways I do, but I totally get what Rick's saying because I think the moment Chelsea score, I know I'll go, yes. Um, I, don't, I don't want to be in that situation, you know, because I, I really think and hope that Alex Ferguson's right, where he's predicted they'll win it with three games to go. Well, I hope so. That would Look, be lovely. By that to... time of the season for Chelsea, my mind's on next season. My mind's on what's going to happen in pre-season, what, who we're going to buy, what the, what, what the manager's going to do. Yeah. My mind's on it. Frankly, that game will be an inconsequential dead rubber. Now, I suppose... Like st- when we put Sheffield United down. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. And, they, and they all arrived with their red and white balloons on the, on the north stand, and there was a str- really strong crosswind yeah. going over towards Brompton Cemetery. And at kick-off, they lose all their balloons the red and white a strong wind just blew them straight over into the cemetery if ever there was a metaphor I don't care about Bolton I don't care about Sheffield United I do care about Spurs and I don't want them to win the league so as I say extraordinary general meeting vote will be taken and, and we'll reveal the results of that vote on the day do you know what and, I, I, and if I'm wrong I'll hold my hands up to it you can't want Chelsea do you know to what lose. I'm saying I suppose if I'm honest 
if we lose to Leicester on the day and that wins them a title, I will be happy. Yeah, well, that's the point. If we lose to Leicester on the day and we play well, but we lose on the day, will you be happy? Or will you be go home in a huff because we lost the game? It might be a consolation. Yeah, it's an odd scenario, but then it's an odd season. Okay, here's a question. I've, I've talked about this with Andy a bit over the weekend. We're going How, to talk about the games, right? Yeah, we will, but it's, it's more general things. We will get to them, but I think there's a, an interesting thing is, how do we play the rest of the season? You know, there's been a lot of clamouring for perhaps we play more of the youngsters, give them a run out, give them a chance, let's see if they're any good in a period which doesn't really matter, doesn't really affect our team position. Should we get people in like Izzy Brown or whatever? Should we be looking at some of the youngsters? Well, this, Just another, give them some an, Another question from, from Twitter, from Rob Howard on Twitter, who says, do you all wish that Gus would play the kids now? So that's backing up what you yeah. say. I mean, what, what do we think about that? Well, I'm not, I'm not you're convinced. You're not convinced, are you? But I you said to the best me, team. Well, yeah, but we've had the best team and it hasn't done convinced. the best I'm job. Not, I'm not it's a convinced. bit of a platitude, though, isn't it, play the kids? I'm, what, yeah, is no, it, I, what is it? Well, I'm with you. Of, it, you know, you, you play the best player, you nurture as well, obviously, but you play the best ones that are available and you don't play the ones that, that aren't. No, but if there's an opportunity to, to bring some kids through, if there's an opportunity to bring some kids into the team in certain games, then absolutely. Just play the kids for the sake of it? No, no. not just play the kids. I mean, you play Well, that's the what side, some people want us yeah, to do. Well, they want to wholesale ship out people, I mean. people that they're exactly crossed I mean. with. Okay. Not in favour of that. You know, because this also goes back to a fundamental thing that's happened this season, which is you know, really over-the-top individual player-blaming throughout this whole season. It's yeah, it's horrific. And, and I, you know, frankly, it's, it's, it's really exercised me throughout this whole season that the, the fans projecting their frustrations onto individual players, when yeah. actually this is a collective failure. Yeah. A collective failure yeah. at all levels, mm. through all the players, all the coaching staff, and to a degree, all the fans. You know, it is a collective failure. Spot on. And picking on Matic or Pedro or Ivanovic in early part of the season, Hazard in recent games, it's ridiculous. And I think the play the kids thing has kind of come from that. And to me, I'm yeah, with Rick. It's, a it's, dis- it's a dismay, almost a despairing thing, isn't it? That, yeah. oh, you know, a plague on all of them. Exactly. Them all out, punish them, sort of. Yeah. You know, show, show them up. By, but, but I think there is the other thing that we do, uh, we get hammered by the media every now and then for John Terry being the last player who's come in and established himself, the young player who's established himself in the, in the first team, even though you could argue that Zuma, who wasn't an academy player, but is a young player, and Kennedy since then, have come He'd in. He'd argue with it, Andy would argue that they're brought in, so yeah, but, they don't really count, do they? No, but... Why, but Not, only yeah, by but, degrees. I'll tell you what Rick's but, saying, but only by yeah. degrees. But, but, yeah. but why does that matter? I mean, I'm not oh. saying it doesn't, but I'm saying... So, tell me why one player that, that comes in from somewhere else, a young player and establishing themselves means more than someone that's come through the academy. I think because those players... It seems are, a bit... No, no, because I think some of those players, you know, particularly Baba Ram and particularly uh, Zuma, have had experience at a reasonably high level in the leagues that they've played in. Mm. So Zuma in the French League, uh, Kennedy in... To no, the but Green, Zuma's t- 20 now. I know, but, but these academy players... These academy yeah. players haven't had the intensity of... National League programme. So I think that's, that's the difference. Is no, we've well, bought them with a Chelsea's reputation. From point of view, why does it matter? Old? 
No, but he, he you know, is. but he played for Dortmund. You know, he's not in, 25. Though, I think he? he is something like that. He's getting on. Yeah, he's, he? yeah. He's he's not he's not a child. Kennedy's oh, no. 20. You know, but he was never present in the in the yeah. Bundesliga. You know, he's not he's not someone that's come up. You know, he's not at the same level as like some of those academy players. I mean, I mean, if you bring you know uh, Clark Salter or you bring uh, you know uh, De Silva or someone like that up, they really are very raw. Whereas these players have some experience of playing. And you see, Christensen's in, doing really well in yeah, Germany. Well, there's, a, there's a thought that we might recall Okay, well, Ake's performance at the weekend I thought was superb. You know, I thought he was brilliant. And he was yeah. playing at centre-back in that game. Yeah. You know? All yeah. right, Rick, a question for you. Do you think there are any of our kids that you would like to see get a few games in this last eight games? Yeah, I think, I think there are. Um, as I say, I would not make wholesale no. changes. But who I think, would you give a chance I think to? It's, um, I w- well, personally, I would like to see Jada Silva have a, have a chance at left-back. I wouldn't play him further forward. Um, personally, I would be playing Kennedy further forward if Eden Hazard is not fit. If he needs a rest, I'd have you be written, playing. Have you written Raman off like some? No, I would have played him on. I would have played him against PSG and Everton personally, yeah, me too. and I would have played um, uh, uh, Hazard on the left at, against PSG. I thought Baba Raman played brilliantly at, at, in Paris. Yeah, yeah, he had a really. You know, he's look. He's made but mistakes. Isn't that costly mistakes. Symptomatic but, of a lot of our fans that they've written Raman off, and it's like you know, well. You know, we haven't got a left-back. Well, we have, but he's only played a handful of games and we need to give him some more opportunities. No, the reason I picked Jada Silver is no, not, I know you, it's I know not because of that. It's because I, th- I think that he looks like a real talent. Is, and he, he, looks... is he a bit small? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I mean, we need to take him to Tower of London. <laughs> Put him on, on the rack. November the 4th. <laughs> November the 5th, get him on the rack. No, get him November the 4th. <laughs> then he won't be scared by those fireworks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I think Jada Silva's a real, real talent whenever I've seen him. He's, he's very strong. Yeah, sometimes, look, look, you know, Andy, fullback is about the only place on the pitch that you can get away with being a bit of a short ass. Well, Ashley Cole wasn't a giant. Yeah, exactly. You know. And you know, lots, yeah. lots of... You, it's down to Whit and Guile sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, but, I, I was also interested about say you wouldn't play him further forward because a lot of the work that Jada Silva does is in the second half forward. of the pitch. Yeah, yes, so, I agree. No, so, but I don't think you need But he's to... very raw, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'd give him a go. But I, I think technically he's very good. He's very got good. pace. He's, I mean, real pace. Great he's very attitude. strong, low centre of gravity. I think he's very... He's, you know what? You You're can't describing coach. Kerry. <laughs> well, I'll give me a go as well. You know? Yeah, but that's but, where the similarities end because I was just about to say I'm, I'm a talented how, and how experienced great. footballer. <laughs> no, how great his decision making is. But we talk but, about <laughs> we talk about the left back situation. Oh, yeah, I got you. Do you know. agree with us? Because you haven't been on the on the pod for a, for, a, for a few weeks, and we've been saying for a few weeks that Dave Aspilicueta looks half the player at right back than he did at left back. Well, I think the, there's a technical reason for that, which is that. Lots of teams that play against us have inverted or two-footed wingers. <clears throat> so when they cut in onto their stronger foot, um, if, they're, uh, if they're on, the, on his side yeah. and they cut in onto their stronger left foot, that's his strong side. So he's, gonna, you know, he's, he's right-footed, he can stick his foot out and he can recover it, quite well like that. On the other side, yeah. he's not... He's, He's got to go on the outside side. all the time. Yeah. He's weak. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think he. You know. And this is not a modern phenomenon. People have been doing it for ten, ten years or so. But I do think that that is. You know, he doesn't look as comfortable, or hasn't looked as comfortable on the right. I, I've got to say, I love Cesar, but I don't think he's had a great season. No, a lot of people have been saying I to think me, he started- he's, "Oh, he's blameless." No. You can't, I, I wouldn't blame all any of the players personally. So to say they're blameless, 
is well, we'll come on and we'll talk about there, that. Well, Cesar, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of Cesar. And I think he started off well when everything, everyone was losing their heads. And I think he's tailed off. And I actually think it then tailed off when he went over to right back. Yeah. Maybe he's just done too much this season. and He looks a bit burnt out to well, me. And also, the, you know, the, ch- the chopping and changes. of the. You saw the second goal against uh, Everton where Kennedy was very deep and Gary yeah. Cahill dropped back to... Uh, sorry, stepped up to play the offside trap, which, you know, there's lots of that kind of stuff that yeah, goes yeah. on I do when you think don't it's have been a step. the I, same I, four in the same positions week yeah. in, week out. I think there's which a lot, you see with Leicester. There's a Leicester lot to, are so well drilled There's a that. lot to be said for that, because I do think if you if you were to analyse the amount of goals that we've conceded in, from the full-back positions... Yeah, and in the do, inside there's channels There's a huge amount. Well. And dozens and dozens. Dozens. Yeah. And I it think that's a tactical issue that Hiddink needed to address. And on the edge of the box as well, there's that kind of... You know, revolving door on the edge of the, yeah, just yeah. around the D, yeah. which is we're so vulnerable at. Yeah, in, in and that, I think even when we've got two shielding players, well, I mean, they, a they lot of that has got, has, got, has got to be, be, I think, put put at the feet of hitting in terms tactically, in terms of sorted that out. Some of it's got to be put at the feet of those players playing on whatever side of the pitch in the midfield positions to get back and track because yeah. Hazard clearly didn't do that didn't give Kennedy any protection but but also as well the holding midfield players have got to fill those positions and sometimes they're just stuck up the pitch and they don't have the pace to get back so there's all sorts of things going wrong there I think. But I, I, think what you, I think you're right I think the only thing I would add to what you just said is that we seem to the glue of the team seems to have come unstuck I agree there doesn't yeah. you know, where where you would get players dovetailing each other. Now they seem to be kind of overlap, you know, uh, uh, um, on top of each other and not covering quite so much. Or separated is, and not. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. what you get when teams are really lacking confidence and have suffered the kind of catastrophic loss of uh, failure of results that we've had this yeah, season. Yeah, and it's all it's almost like they they've forgotten the team because they're they, yeah, and they're all trying to concentrate. Exactly. All my game is needs to be sorted out. I need to do this. Whereas if you're all in tandem, you you watch that line. It all marches together. It all checks its own width. How many times do you see that when we have a setback late in the game, our response we look like a set of individuals rather than oh yeah, uh, yeah that's what I mean it's, rather it's than a team like and I don't think it's anything to do with ego I think it's to, to do with confidence belief things exactly and, yeah, yeah exactly well okay well look we'll carry on with the, the youngster talk in a bit and who else you think might might get a chance to come up but why don't we go back and have a look at the, the two games that finished this season well, you know got, luckily we don't have to mention Stoke but um, well, let's let's start with the whole PSG well, game so we let's just look at PSG we, we were 2-1 down um, uh, on aggregate going into the game, obviously at Stamford Bridge, uh, Kennedy came back into the starting lineup at left back to make his first Champions League start. Costa was declared fit, as was Pedro returned after missing the previous two games. He came in in place of Oscar. Fabregas returned to the starting lineup as one of the two holding midfield players next to uh, John Mikel Obi. So, so that was the team lineup. Rabio scored on 16 minutes, and we all thought, oh, here we go. But then Costa came back with an equaliser uh, on 27 minutes. Beautiful goal. And then we're all thinking, well, I certainly was. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's on. It's on. And you know what? It is the hope that kills you, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So you said is. that to so many other fans. I, it's, yeah. I know I have. And, and then and it was partic- your turn. Particularly to but Arsenal. Didn't, didn't you feel like it was one, it, when it was one all, you just thought to yourselves, look, if we can just Get stretch the- this out as long as we possibly can. But our, I, I think one of the... Real big issues that that we've had all season is poor game management. Oh, really? Yeah, very much so. I think we we right. don't. We you know we are incapable of 
of closing, shutting teams out. We make poor decisions about some of the. Sometimes we're much too quick rolling the ball out when we don't need to. I thought Stoke that was. my head in we should have just killed that game off five minutes to go we didn't need to have our left back going forward we didn't need to roll the ball out straight away we didn't need to cut inside you know to try and take the game to them that should have been down in the corner Win a it's all a bit predictable, run. you know. And if but I have we a, do that, we do that all the time. I know, but if moment. I have a, if I have a, a, a criticism of Gus, and I think he's done brilliantly, and I think you have to look at his results to see that he's done brilliantly, and he's brought a calmness to the club. Is it a lack of Plan B? It is a lack of being able to adapt to situations? Now, obviously, you know, uh, uh, we'll talk about the Everton game when he chucked John Terry and Kale up front for the last ten minutes. I mean, he did that. John Terry to was fantastic. I know he was, yeah. <laughs> But generally, he, like sticks the to the, he's, he sticks to the same shape, he sticks to the same tempo, he sticks to the same, and you know, trust the players to move the ball around. And I think sometimes, you, as you say, you have to manage the game a little bit more cleverly and adapt to those situations. We're 10 minutes to go, we've got to draw, we've got to win, we need to adapt, and this is what we do. And there doesn't seem to be any tactical awareness of that. Uh, you, you're, you're, you're saying it's... About the manager, I would also say that there not been, solely about the no, manager. because I think he can only t- manage what he's got there as well. And also, there have been times in the past where the players have what Mourinho used to call smelt the the way that the game was going, yeah. and would take uh, you know make decisions on the field themselves. We don't have that level of leadership, no. And people talk about a captain shaking his fist and everything like that. Sometimes it's just simply this is how we're going to play now, boys, and you show yeah. it by. Standing on the ball and killing the tempo, or just you know whatever, whatever it is, and we just don't we no. don't have the players that that have the either the confidence or the, the personal authority. Or to, to well, we've that. got no one who we're like. I have to say, you know, I've never been a huge Ibrahimovic fan. Well, yeah, let's and, talk about the, Ibra and, because and he had a magnificent day, game. What what I I saw was a man who there was there was one moment where he was surrounded by three Chelsea players. And he's a big lump. You think you can't lose him. You can't miss where he's going to go. And suddenly he was in space on his own. And he floated the ball over to one of the other guys who came in and was just called offside. Otherwise, it would have been a goal. And you realise that's what we're missing. That that moment of pausing, of being able to take the game yeah. away from other teams. And he's getting the ball was, off him as well. I mean, yeah. he's such yeah, a... And he kept doing a, the inside but channel. Also, there was a, that, they spotted a flaw in our... Yeah. And our setup, which was that Ibrahimovic just kept dropping deep, and what that meant was that one of our centre backs would come out. Yep, Kennedy had was forced Sucked to tuck in, in yep. so we had we ended up with three very narrow defenders there, and they were just able to pick whichever flank they fancied where the free man was, get the ball over there, and then they killed us with those two goals. I mean, Ibrahimovic, almost identical. I mean, Absolutely. Ibrahimovic. I think he's, a, he's an exceptional player. He's been directly involved in 28 Champion League goals for PSG since 2012. 16 more than any other player. And he's delivered 10 Champion League, league assists. Only Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, with 12, has got more in that period. I mean, he is a top, top player. And people say he's finished. I don't think he's finished. I thought he was exceptional on the night. The other player that I thought for them that was exceptional on the night Rabiot. was Rabiot, mm-hmm. who I thought would just boss down midfield. And that's the problem. They bossed the midfield. Matuidi was, was almost standing still. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he, yeah. he was clearly unfit. And again, it was something yeah. that you know you could see. He winced when... I'm trying to think who it was. That I think it was William danced past him and he had to turn sharply and he winced you could tell he was in pain and what, one of those things where sometimes you have to you've got to be really ruthless and just say did you see what happened there just keep running at him yeah. you know let's get him off the field i'm sorry <laughs> you have to think you have to yeah, be really cynical and we didn't target him in fact we didn't no 
We we uh, we just kind of we couldn't get near them. That was the problem. I mean, that was well, without well, and that was without. Was so poor. It as was, well. and that was without Verratti, who was injured. Yeah, if he'd have been a, on the pitch. He's a brilliant. Yeah, player. I mean, God knows what would happen if he had played. I mean, one player. And yet we did create that fantastic. As you rightly point out, Costa's goal was. It was beautiful. It was a you know, thing of magnificent. Beauty. Passing football and really well. well let's talk about Diego because he was called a fraud, famously by the PSG social media team uh, before the game. Oh, but how disgraceful was that, by the way? Oh, I don't know. They seem to do it every every game now. Well, does that they? make it all right? No, it doesn't. No, no they had Ibrahimovic dressed up that. as a sniper. Parisian sniper. Because, yeah. You know, Andy, you work in PR. The whole thing that PSG were trying to do was to wind up Diego Costa because they wanted him to get yellow carded, sent off, whatever. So. The player who's chosen for the UEFA conference mentions Diego Costa. The manager goes on about Diego Costa. Suddenly, the, their Twitter account's going on a, trying to provoke him. You know, I know that, come on, you know, he's a grown man. He should just ignore this sort of stuff. But he can't. He doesn't. And um, So it worked. Yeah. No, but, but he didn't, though, did he? In that PSG but, but game, they, he was well behaved. Shouldn't you wait for a look at the official, the club's official Twitter well, thing, they, digging that out? Yeah. I think they should. Well, they Maybe. should be looking at Real Madrid and Barcelona for all the crap they get up to as well. Mm. It doesn't happen. I totally agree with you. It's wrong. It's off-putting. But I actually thought Diego Well, he turned up on fantastic. the night. He's got, he's got 17 goals in his last 15 games in all competitions. 11 goals, 6 assists. Not much fraud going on there. Scored in each of his last five games at Stamford Bridge for Chelsea's longest ever run for the Brews. I mean, you know, we'll come on and talk about his performance at Everton and all the shenanigans he got up there. But I thought in the PSG game, he, he ran the, the, the line bravely, took his goal brilliantly um, and gave us hope. And Did you think it was odd thing, though, when we see him three days later or whatever, running out at Everton? I didn't think that was going to happen after he went down in the way that he did against PSG. It was a really well, he limped off, thing. didn't he, against PSG in Traore? Really we didn't, a surprising thing for me was that we didn't use all of our substitutes against PSG. I thought that as well, That's yeah. That's true. That's a and very good point. I thought perhaps it was an opportunity. You have the old Brazil wonder kid that you could put on the bench and just say, last throw of the dice, you know... Come on, Pato, show us some of that old magic. Yeah. You know, the game's over. Give someone else a rest. Because that's what substitutes are for. They're, yeah. they're to give someone else a rest as well as to change things tactically. Okay. And we had a game three days later that you could have, you could have freshened. If you think the game's over, take someone off that's important, like a William or, or whoever, one of the players that's key. Take them off, rest someone. Mm. But to not use the third substitute surprised me. But listen, it's no disgrace to lose the PSG. They could easily win it. You they've know, scored, they've yeah, scored 100 good. goals in all competitions this season. Barcelona, you know, Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund are the only teams above them in the top five leagues in Europe to have scored more goals. They won 9-0. <laughs> on Saturday to win the league against Troyes. I mean, what a week you know, for them. Yeah, but I mean, it's... Trois. Um, Trois. Trois. Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. Trois. Yeah. Okay. Just spelt, the, it's yeah. spelt Troyes. Yeah, it is. Troyes. Uh, can I just ask one quick question? Do either of you think Pato was a worthwhile loan signing? Well, not now. No, but it was an At odd the time, thing. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought it might be great, but... To, to not even have him come off. I was, when you were saying about PSG, wasn't that actually a golden moment to bring him on for 10 minutes or whatever? Let's just see if there's anything there. You know, he has not made an appearance. Well, with Costa, Costa now looking at three-game ban, you know, because he's been charged, isn't he, for but failing. But Remy's back in the fold and being chosen. Re- he looks very lightweight well, to me at the Remy moment. Remy has come on for a couple of 10-minute appearances. I feel really I don't, sorry I d- for him. I don't think that's necessarily being chosen. I think that's getting a run out for 10 minutes. You know, Traore, he's had a couple of games. But listen, I think you need... 
you need you need top strikers, and oh, we, you know, we didn't know that Troy Ori was going to come through in the way that he had. So that would no, have left us with two. Point. You know, Remy had injuries, Costa had injuries. We had to sign a striker. I don't think Pato was the worst one in the world. Now, it, with with retrospect, as as, uh, as as Rick says, you know, you look on it and you think, well, that's a bit stupid. But there's still a lot of games to go. You might get five or six games. Well, you never, be, you never know. Look, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a tonic if any player does something between now and the end of the season that makes you go? Scores oh, a hat-trick like against Tottenham, you mean? That, then he would be as remarkable and well-remembered as Shevchenko for that and goal. Don't forget, it might, be, it might be the only song created on the terraces all season if someone scores <laughs> a couple of three against Tottenham. Yeah, well, I mean, and let's not forget, Falcao said that he turned down a move to China to fight for his place. You know, Go because I think... Shikav. In the uh, at the but end of April, hold on, was that his parking place? Well, at the end of April, certainly one in at the, the end team, of April. It? At the end of April, we have to make a decision whether to activate his thirty-eight million pound clause. Do you think that's going to happen, maybe? I reckon it's quite a nice little bet well, that no, you could have good yeah, odds on that. I think Kerry thinks you know there's still a few games to go and. Uh... <laughs> Falcao, oh dear. I mean, there are some... I was interviewed some... by Colombian Radio this morning, actually. Okay. Oh, right, okay. And, 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 um, this is your they, drug Do they pay you in powders? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Bolivia. No, it is Colombia. Colombia. Um, oh, I love that double bluff. Do you see where you... Oh, that's Bolivia. <laughs> I don't know about those sorts of things. But Chelsea are the most popular Premier League club in Colombia. Okay. And, and this is because of Cuadrado, right? <laughs> I was saying... I was just, you know, I, I was talking about these great. Oh no, she was saying, "Oh, uh, well, so who are the great players from Chelsea's history?" And I thought, "Well, international audience." So I listed a, a few, and I was going, "You know, uh, Deschamps, Zola, <laughs> Drogba, you know, Eden Hazard, all these sort Bernard of Lampard and people like that." And then I, so I spoke for about five minutes. And then she went, "And Falcao." <laughs> <laughs> He scored a bloody just, good goal, just though. Stop the recording while I think of something to say. Nice to say. One good goal, though. It was a great header. <laughs> Listen, Falcao was. Uh, I mean, uh, he was a great opponent. He, he, when he when he played against us, yeah. he was a player I most wanted to sign. Oh, me just, too. He was yeah. just magnificent, and he's given us one great memory this season with that diving header. Yeah, yeah. and it's just not worked out. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is the. This is the the trouble that the gambles have not paid off. No, but I mean, okay, so, you know, I mean, well, we didn't really do any gambling against PSG in the end, um, and it sort of sort of went out with a bit of a whimper. So. I mean, obviously, when when the uh, when Ibrahimovic scored uh, uh, on the sixty seventh minute, we then needed three goals in twenty two minutes. It was never going to happen, and the, the game sort of petered out really. And we're out. So, well, we I, felt it would never happen. It could have happened, but it, at one all, it still could have happened. Yeah, I, yeah. I think That's even it. at two one, you do, you know you don't know what's going to happen. Do you? Player gets sent off. Two players get sent off. That's football. I was unconvinced we, was, we were going to score three no, goals in twenty two. That minutes. was. I think that was the problem. That was what upset me was that it it deflated like a like a barrage. It was everyone gave up. Yeah. Crowd team yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. So shall we move on? Yeah, let's to move the on other to competition the... we went out of this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Everton away, Goodison Park, Saturday, five thirty p.m. Oh, I really thought it was going to be you know we'll show them we'll show them how yeah. it's done. Let's the let's Andy drove all the, the way response. up there. Got did a you, lovely you parking game, space. Yeah, went on the club train, which was brilliant, actually. Well, I would have gone really on the club good. train, but it sold out too quickly, so I drove. Ah, uh, right, right. Seven hours, we seven got a first-class carriage. 
Did you? Yeah. So it's probably your seat that we were... Probably. What, what, did you pay for that or you just snuck in? <laughs> yeah, no, we paid an extra 50 pence to get The other thing, of course, no, is, is that be, being intellectually superior, I, I needed my own space to listen to high-level podcasts on the way up there. Right. Did, but, you, ha- uh, did you have the, uh, the sunroof open so your head was uh, able to get it? Okay. <laughs> I would have gone on the club train, but I couldn't get a ticket. I even would have gone on the club coach, but I couldn't get a ticket. They would have gone sold on the out. club bicycle, but you couldn't <laughs> get a ticket. sold out. But there you go. So, yeah, long drive. So let's talk about the team. Diego Costa was past fit to start after limping off against PSG. Eden Hazard was ruled out with a hip tendon issue and apparently has an inflamed groin, which sounds nasty. Uh, Terry was back after a month out, was named among the subs in the absence of Hazard. Fabregas moved into an attacking midfield role. Matic came on in holding midfield next to John Mikel Obi. Kennedy continued at left back in an unchanged back four. Because it had been so successful. And we came out and it was... Bang average. <laughs> bang that bang average. Wasn't bad, wasn't good, bang average. I think it was a Mick McCarthy game. <laughs> Two rubbish teams playing rubbish football. It was, it was. <laughs> it was, it was really yeah. awful. And then unfortunately lit up by a striker showing what strikers can do. Well, what was the, you know, it was a what gen- were the defenders like gentlemen's excuse me from our side, wasn't it? I mean, there? Mikel loves to do this turning thing, doesn't he? And sort of like... Sorry, after you and turn. And when the other it started way. on the halfway, then Oscar gave oh. the ball away. Yeah. He ran down. Dave made, got himself in a mess. Mikel did He's the gentleman's excuse me. Yeah. 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 Gary Cahill twisted himself <laughs> inside out. Courtois was nowhere. It was an absolute shock. Unfortunately, Courtois made the decision for. He, he went, yeah, he did. He, he did. showed him which way he was going to go know. so he could put it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he went, the second goal went through his legs, but, you know, that happens. Yeah. But, you know, I wasn't too worried about that. And second goal we've already discussed was, a, you know, a bit, a bit of a mix up in the defence. But we had one shot on target. One shot on target. We had, we had opportunities, though. I mean, there was the one, that, the cost of the one that rolled across the goal. Yeah, I mean, so if you'd have got sometimes that, sometimes it's not about it. Does you know, it's, it's, goalkeeper didn't have a save to make, but we actually had chances to win it. And if that had gone in and we'd shut up, shot one, 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 one nil, you go recovery uh, starts. Almost, no, we it almost shut up defi- shot these days. It would no. have almost defied exactly. the laws of physics for that ball to go in. I, mean, I know. I, I don't know did, why he didn't cut it back, but yeah, I don't but, know why he didn't curl but it. We a didn't bit have more. that many chances, no. really. You know, and I think that yeah. so what, what what sort of frustrated me about the game. It wasn't. It, I wasn't. I wasn't angry. I mean, people were losing their shit. I mean, throwing their polyester scarves on the pitch and all this kind of stuff. They're and, a fire hazard. Yeah, and uh, you know, as was the stand I was sitting in, wooden seats. I mean, when we haven't had those since the seventies. Pillars in front of me. Anyway, um, it was <laughs> happy uh, days. Didn't, didn't I say to you I could have done with a few of them in front of me? You did. Yeah, I was in the block. lower tier and couldn't see anything. Oh right, okay, right. Yeah, you know, but. Four, four rows from the front or something. Uh, uh, was there a big camber on the pitch? Uh, a short ridge bloke next to me said, so oh, bugger this, I'm going to go and find another. I can't see anything. So he went off. Oh, really? Strolled off and uh, He's went a, further a back Mickey or Mouse like ground, that. I have to say. But, but so I think that what, what frustrated me about it is, I, I tweeted, I said basically worse to the effect of no team has a divine right to win. No, yeah. but, but I think every fan has a right to expect the players to go out there with a winning intention. Well, and I the just least that can be done. You, know, you want to see a bit of a sweat break now. And I just felt that, you know, the, the, the season fizzled out, you know, on the 93rd minute or whenever the whistle was blown. And I just felt that if you're a player and, you, and, and you're a club and you're a manager and this is your last chance to make any kind of impact this season, yeah. to win any kind of silverware, to have one big day out for you and the fans at Wembley, you'd put a little bit more into it. Now, Gus came out and said that the exertions of Wednesday night 
Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I think you know, there's some validity. There is in probably that. some there validity is. in it. But, but we did only play for seventy minutes. You only game. need to get up for ninety minutes on on this big game, and I just felt I felt we capitulated, and Everton didn't do much better, frankly. I mean, it was only two 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 uh, uh, two hundred eighty two seconds of magic from Lukaku that you, you know did it. Also, you didn't you know you don't have to feel the same players on the on the Saturday that you fielded on the Wednesday. There were. No. Uh, they could have, and in fact, some of them, some of them didn't. But I, I'm not sure. I think I personally, I would like to see Kennedy playing further forward. You yeah, know, I, I think, think I've said that. that. I've said that. No, and he's not know, sure though that he. I would. I, personally, I would have. Abraman. He. He. We know that there are mistakes in his game, and he looks mortified when he makes them. But he's at least drilled in that uh, yeah. playing as a, a defender. I think it would allow you know if we play if we're going to play that the the two in two deep line midfielders, then at least you've got some cover there. Yeah, and I with agree. Kennedy as well, uh, he's with quick. his he's quick. He does have some defensive nous about him, so he will track back and he will yeah. he will double up. Both of them which look we a bit weren't really getting and pushed over a bit easily. That's my problem with it. But the, just to clarify what I mean about Kennedy, Kennedy's not a left back. I wouldn't have Kennedy at left back. My point no. is, would he get in a front of Oscar, William, Hazard? But know, I think these we needed players. a bit of an explosive. But I think he would. I think, I think down that flank you know, without I'd, Hazard there. I don't think Maybe. we'll see Hazard for much more of this season. Yeah, I've got a feeling this injury, he'll manage to let that stay. I, I think he's had his fill this season. And in some ways, I can't blame him. It's been awful for him in so many ways. I hated. I would like to say, I hated the way he got booed off uh, in midweek yeah. against yeah, Paris. Yeah, that was moronic. I thought, but you I, know, I actually, I mean, I, I, was, I happened to be looking down on the pitch when he took his shirt off. And I was... Yeah, well, that's Asto- the unacceptable. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. I, I thought that was a, you know, it was a, a strategic error on his part. Yeah, of course it say. was. You yeah. can't boo. You can't boo. No, you it? can't boo. You I've can't. never it's, booed a Chelsea footballer in my life. Stop it. Yeah. You know, we've said it all yeah. season. Stop Says it. the man who wants us to lose the last game of the season. <laughs> if it stops Spurs winning <laughs> the title. At least he's come out with a ra- reasonable rationale. But uh, I, I Look, was, I, can I, I say... Can I just say something here about Lukaku? Because we've just mentioned him. Now, we talked about the horror show that was our defending, but you can only run at what's in front of you. And I thought he did extremely well for both his goals. You know, he hasn't scored in his four previous games against us. He's now scored two in 286 seconds. Would you buy him back? No. Oh, I can't, I, we can't keep buying players back. And also, it will suddenly cost us 50 million. And I don't think... I, sometimes, you, you, then you might as well say, well, let's buy De Bruyne back as well. You know, they, you start looking at it. There's a few players I'd buy back. I'd buy Ryan Bertram back at, at, if you carried on like this. There's players we should probably have never let go. Well, wouldn't, but you look to Nathan, wouldn't you look at Nathan Ake? At left oh, back? Nathan Ake for me. I would love to get him back into the squad. What about Quadrado? He's on loan, isn't he? We haven't sold yeah. him. He's you know, we could, you know he's smashing it at you, by all accounts. Is he? Yeah, he's playing I've, every game. He's doing really well. No, he's playing every game. But I've, I've, I've watched him play quite a few times, and I, I'm not sure... It looks when I when I see him play, he seems to he looks willing. He's you know he's skillful, he's obviously, but I'm I'm not sure that they I love him. The Juve fans, you know, no, I mean, hopefully they'll so, love to buy him. Then I'm okay. not sure. I, I, I'm I don't sure know. I mean, I, 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 I listen. It's a, it's a question. It's a what question about that a Salah? lot. 
Mohamed Salah? Well, it's a lot of questions. The Lukaku question is a question that a lot of Chelsea fans are asking. So I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, which the is Saunders, like, the, Charlie Massonders, the one that well, I Well, he's think. doing very well, isn't he? In yeah. his little, uh, okay, so both of you rate Charlie but, Massonders. But he's, still a, but he's only got one goal and one assist in seven games. And I don't know whether that's, you know, we, we, We're he's very tricky. He's very, you know, you watch him play and he's, he is t- tormenting fullbacks. My problem with Charlie Musonda is probably my same, the same problem I have with Jada Silva, small. which is he's very, very small. Now, yeah. if you're Hazard or Zola and you have almost supernatural skill yeah. and the ability to move away from problems, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Does Charlie Musonda have that in his locker to compensate for his size? I don't know. And it's another question that actually Joe Tweeds um, answered on his little uh, tweet to me when he... Um, he asked, essentially, we are, have tangibly moved towards having a team full of smaller technical players. Do you think a change of this philosophy is required? And because if you look at PSG with the two silvers and you look at Rabio and you look at uh, Ibrahimovic, that was Chelsea 2006-2007. With, with Balak in the middle, yeah. People. Well, you know, yeah, but hold on a minute. Look at Leicester. Look at Tottenham. Uh, well, Tottenham, not so yeah, much they as are. Leicester. Like, you look at Tot- I know they've got... Danny Rose isn't that big, but you look at the. Oh, sorry, I'm talking about big, big. Yeah, the big. I thought you were saying they were small. No, 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 no. no, They become a big, big size. They are. It is one of the requirements. Why have Arsenal dipped in? uh, uh, Why are they they always dipped? When they, you you know, Fenger used to buy by the yard. Yeah. You know, he used to go for tall, athletic players, and that's when they were winning the league mm, with the Vieiras and the Petits and the yeah, yeah. exactly we all know him. Pires even yeah. he was he, you know he, he was as light as a feather but Adams, he was Burke, tall yeah. and yeah. yeah when he fancied it but um, yeah exactly no, Leicester well, now he's tall. turned in Leicester now he, have, have now, got now a Venga. lot of uh, big players in their side as well they've got a lot of it doesn't it's part of it is is not necessarily height it's power as well and Did you, you see that how fast and powerful Leicester. I was watching them last night. Leicester. They won. They would even when they miscontrolled it. They were first to the. They would beat someone yeah. in, a, in a in a race. You know, over five yards. Every single one of them. How good is Kante? I know. I, he was he's my player of the season. Makaleli. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we should just, get back to the games because we, we, we have... Well, you it's know, it's going to be a long one because... To win the Premier League, you do have to have a certain uh, number of tall, powerful players. Yeah. Far, and, and pace. It's about pace as so well. So we all agree Tottenham that. are really yeah. Power fast. And pace. Leicester are really fa- fast. Yeah. So know. do you think... I suppose this will be down to the next manager. Now, with all the talk of Conte and the Italian FA announcing that he's leaving and there's rumour that he's going to announce or that Chelsea are going to announce, would this actually be the best week to announce that? At the end of this <laughs> dreadful week, would this be the right time to announce it? Well, Goose Hiddink has said it. He wants be he wants resolution. Sooner, he said he? it the sooner the better, didn't he? In the, the only the only the reason why I would imagine as a PR man, okay, what would you do? From my point of view, the only reason I can imagine that it hasn't been announced is the deal has not been properly signed. Yeah, um, and these are very very complex deals about release clauses and all this kind of stuff, and you don't know exactly when. And it's if signed. he gets, and done. also as well, I think Chelsea would like to control the release of the information rather yeah. than it coming from the Italian FA. So there's probably you know a chance to get him into London with yeah. the shirt, the photo. Yeah, exactly. It's going to have to be very Timing. choreographed. Otherwise, you end up with a Pellegrini, you know, Guardiola situation where it leaks out and nobody's controlled it, and it's you know it's on the Manchester Evening News, which is and, really screwed. No matter yeah, what I they agree. say. It screwed them since November. Yeah, since it yeah, was cl- made clear that Guardiola. So for once, was, for once, know, for once in our lives, it looks like Chelsea are trying to get their ducks in a row and try and get it announced in a sensible, coherent way. You know, it is interesting. That was uh, Gus Hiddink's first FA Cup 
loss in all of the six games so far, which is a shame for him. And I think, you know, we've all agreed Gus has done a, an excellent interim job, but it is time to move on now. Mm. I mean, this thought of keeping Gus, I don't think was ever going to fly. And, um, you know, and, and Conte, I think I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Well, we don't, I think Gus is essentially a, a very good man manager, a facilitator. Yes. You know, and when, when the team that he facilitated in 2009 was full of leaders and strong personalities and, uh, and great players, and it's not quite the case with this one. So we no. do, we, the skill set that's required is different now. I agree. So, you know, he needs to, you know, I mean, he did say, didn't he, that this is a much bigger job than it was the last time round. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I suppose we got... The- well, we have to mention one thing. Which was John Terry's seven hundredth appearance coming yeah, on in the eighth third third highest before, uh, appearance maker twenty nine places behind Peter Benetti is yeah, that right yeah, yeah. Uh, but seven hundred appearances came on for five minutes at the end played up front you know that was, um, the, best, was, that was the man of the match um, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so uh, nice to see him back from injury and hopefully have a little run till the end of the season then he will bring some stability and leadership into the game and you know those conversations about new contracts seem to have gone very very quiet don't they so yeah because I think everyone's just letting it all settle well so Conte's going to have an input into that I well, would have no, thought yeah, I would think yeah. so that's why they need the announcement to this happen. is why it's pointless to think who you would you know everyone obviously on social media everywhere every Chelsea fan is saying so who would you buy who would you have to look we have to trust the manager whoever he well, is you've got to say we don't know what system they're going to they're going to want to employ whether they want three centre backs whether they're going to bring three, their own five, people, two who they're going to come in with yeah. we just have to say you bring your people in yeah. Yeah. and yeah. trust in them Okay, so it's been a bad week for most of us at Chelsea, but what have all the others been doing, the juniors and things? Well, the juniors. The under-18s bounced back from a defeat against Manchester City in their previous Barclays under-18 Premier League elite round game, it's easy for you to say, uh, to win 1-0 against Everton at Cobham on Saturday. Elite-selling crew. Uh, Dujan Sterling with a well-taken goal to seal the victory. Uh, they play the FA Cup Youth semi-final first leg against Blackburn Rovers away at Ewood Park on Friday, 7.45pm. That'll be on Chelsea. TV uh, and on the website if you want to watch that. Then they play West Ham the next day at Cobham uh, in their next Barclays under-18 Premier League elite round game. Uh, the under-19s were play- are playing, are playing as we speak. Can you tell us if they won or not? It was 1-0 at half-time. Uh, Scott yeah, got the just, goal. I, I, um, was, I was watching it on my oh, iPhone on so the number I. 14 bus. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, when I was, when I was a, a, an internet mogul in the late 1990s, I was saying to people, no one will ever want to watch live football on something, a tiny little screen like that. Well, I'm living proof that I was... <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, they then. were playing, as we say, as we speak, as we record this, the UEFA Youth League quarterfinal match against Ajax at Cobham kicked off at four o'clock this afternoon. So, uh, uh, you're going to talk So, the under 21s, the under 21s beat Leicester City 2 1 on Friday with goals from Jake Clark Salter and Reese Mitchell to make it back to back wins in the Barclays under 21 Premier League and stretch their unbeaten game to six runs. And finally, the ladies, the ladies registered a convincing 7 1 home win in their last pre season friendly against Bristol City on Sunday. Their season starts for real this coming Sunday when they play Doncaster Bells away in the FA Women's Cup of which they are the current holders of course superb thank you well um, it just uh, what's left is to just quickly sum finish up one nil, by the way we won 1-0 one one we won 1-0 so brilliant news. excellent that's so really we're into the semi-finals of yeah, the play, UEFA the, Youth Cup yeah it's that weird thing where the semi-finals and the final are played over one weekend in Neon that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. should we all go we could do it's we, Chelsea versus Anderlecht is the first one right. and then Paris Saint-Germain or Real Madrid Oof. in the final if That's we quite, go quite a good weekend that Let's go. yeah but it is neon yeah. yeah okay well you know such is life okay well coming up we've got uh, the visit of Champions League
contenders. I never thought I'd say that. West Ham, yeah. in it. Um, so um, you'll be seeing a lot of your family down there, won't you, Andy? All my family are West Ham. Yeah, they are. So I'm a barking boy, and so, you know, born a mile from. I was born a mile from the bowling ground, so yeah. I'm the blue sheep of the family. Good man, good man. <laughs> it's going to be a man. tough one, isn't it? I think that one. Oh, yeah, it'll be tough. You know, they got a lot to play for. We haven't. When's so, their replay? They've, haven't we? <laughs> have they got an FA Cup replay? Am I wrong? Yes, against yeah. Man U. I think. But of course, next... it's international. Oh, week, I think so it it, be, yeah, it's all a complete it'll be about mess. Three weeks time or yeah, something. It's, it's so eight. they won't be resting players. No, no, they'll be no. out. For... Listen, they, I think they've been excellent this season. They I have. think they've, Billich you know, has been Billich, done a great job getting them up. They've, got, they've had good strikers. They've scored goals. They've looked solid in defence. I say they're they're bang up for it. I mean, they've got things to play for. So they bought. Well. I I don't think it'll be an easy game at all. You know, no I, game's going to be easy no, for us. I, you know, it's going to be very very difficult. You know, I'll always say that we're going to win. You know, much to to Rick's you know sort of counter arguments but I think that you know we'll probably if we do win it will be very narrow 1-0 there you go 2-1 one one. I'm saying 2-1 two two one. One. I'm gonna I, we I'm, always concede come on Andy yeah I'd love to say 3-1 or something but I just can't see it so I'm you just go- said it okay I will yeah I'm gonna what the hell 3-1 no 3-2 yeah, they're going to... Oh, God, it's going to be three what, three all in a minute. Well, Five-goal thriller. Then, well, Stop I'm talking. talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, three, two. That's it. Okay, Brilliant. well, that's been it. That has been our end-of-season roundup. but we'll be back for our, for our post-season friendlies from now on. Um, keep the faith, and we'll see you all next week. Come on, all chill. Right. Cheers. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. For all our other football titles, go to playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.